Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen, wherever and whenever you may be listening to this, another special edition of the Black and Blue podcast here with Noah. We were talking about a little No Shave November off camera just before recording this. Noah, you doing No Shave November? No, because last year I did it and it was like I had just the beard. I don't know if I can say the certain words I want to say on this podcast about what it looked like, but... (laughs) No, I'm not doing it. I asked you too. Are you going to do it? And your answer was no, I because I just haven't gotten around to shaving. I'm just a lazy, lazy college student who has put off pretty much everything to do. But, you know, whatever. (laughs) But we're here to talk about football this week. Um, Obviously, pretty huge uh, slate of college football games that went down on the wire. We're going to start off with what did I have listed first? Oh, Notre Dame. Yeah, because Notre Dame. Got a huge win. Didn't have Trevor Lawrence in this one. Double overtime went over Clemson. Travis Etienne did not look anywhere near to the caliber player that we're used to seeing. I think he had like 20-something carries. I think he had less than 20 carries and like 28 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Is Notre Dame for real? I don't think so. I think they just were really helped out by Trevor Lawrence not being there. And this game still went to double overtime. DJ Ugalele, I hope I pronounced that name correctly, uh, was spectacular, as good as he could play, trying to beat Notre Dame with his arm. But uh, I think it was just a combination of Etienne worn out and Trevor Lawrence not being there. I wouldn't expect the, this game to go the same way if these teams meet in the ACC championship. What are you thinking from this one, though? I think Notre Dame's for real. And I knew you were going to say that just because I know you're not a big Notre Dame believer, but I watched that whole second half. And that game, like, they just – they did a lot of good things. The quarterback was making throws. Defense was making plays. Clemson's still a really good team. They're still really well coached without Lawrence. Granted, if Lawrence is playing, I think Clemson does find a way to win that game. But I think it would have been close regardless. And I think you have to take Notre Dame as a legit top five team probably in the country. And I think they're going to have a serious playoff bid now. So, um, you know, granted, I don't, I don't think they're the best team in the country by any means. And I think if you get Lawrence in that game, they're probably going to win. But – I think you have to take them seriously as a legit team. I mean, I don't know. I'm used to watching Penn State now. So any t- any version the of bar's very low. Yeah, the bar's very low, exactly. I mean, we do have <laughs> pretty – I mean, I shouldn't say – before I say this, I like Sean Clifford. I'm not saying he's a terrible guy or anything. His quarterback play is just – he's just been atrocious. It, it's like watching Daniel Jones and, like, a later wow. Eli Manning. Like, it really is. Like, not even Daniel Jones so you, this year. You just had to Daniel, both of my quarterbacks. Rookie Daniel – you're, you're going to tell me rookie Daniel Jones didn't cough up the ball? Well, no, he did. Uh, Eli, Manning, yeah. Eli Manning was way better than anything Sean Clifford's done this year. No, no, no. I'm saying – no, 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 no. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say prime Eli Manning. Prime Eli Manning was a great quarterback. But later half of his career, Eli Manning, okay. where All right, yeah, I'll buy that. yeah, he yeah, he was just getting slaughtered behind the offensive line or just trying to throw over his receivers pretty much at all times. But we're gonna get into the NFL later. Um, I like I said, I don't think Notre Dame's for real. I'm gonna wait till that if they do meet in the conference championship uh, to really see because Trevor Lawrence should be back by that point, and those teams are gonna be really uh, fully matched up. But uh, I, I don't I can't argue with your um, perspective. I think that Notre Dame right now is a real contender. I don't buy into them personally, but I can see why other people would. Um, 
I just I'm really waiting to see when you know the run game doesn't work out and Ian Book still has to throw and he has to throw all over the field and Book, really Book see that all plays though third downs he was making big throws I'm not saying I'm not saying he's capable he's incapable of making those plays he's capable it's just he hasn't made them consistently enough when you have a 12 to 7 win against Louisville I'm going to question your resume a little bit I mean Notre Dame is hey there's a reason why Brian Kelly was I think 0-6 going into this game against top 10 teams in his career so I'm like I think there's reason to not necessarily rush to buy Notre Dame stock, but I just, uh, I just looked on. up my TV. Hold on, I just looked up my TV. It says Notre Dame reports no positive virus tests after field storming. I thought that was good timing. <laughs> Dude, that check in when check in in South Bend in two weeks, and then we're, we'll really see. Um, but yeah, that is a good sign. But uh, moving on, we're going to talk about our favorite team, Penn State, who we already pretty much said has looked atrocious. They're 0-3 for the first time since the early 2000s, really since Joe Paterno was on the sidelines. And this team has just looked god-awful. And now we play Nebraska, who honestly could beat us. I would not be surprised. Uh, Sean Clifford is already confirmed to be the starting quarterback for this weekend. Um, You know, I'm setting the bar really low. I hope the defense could somehow, like, wake up and – make some key plays and keep the low, the score low. And I'm hoping for like a 20 to 17 win, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm not really expecting much. Are you, are you also setting a low bar for this one? I'm not even going to watch the game to be honest with you. My dad, my dad's coming up and uh, he's leaving the house at eight o'clock on Saturday morning. He's going to be here. I think around 1130 noon and that's right around game time. So I'm going to be uh, yeah. packing my stuff up, getting ready to go home during the game. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I I just after watching the game on Saturday, I have no hope left for this team. And like you said, the man quarterbacking the most important position on the field is pretty much one of the worst spots. I mean, literally one of the worst quarterbacks I've seen so far, you know, in college football this year. And uh, obviously, you know, no Journey Brown, which sucks, and uh, he's not going to play football again too, as we should mention. Uh, no Kane. Eh. And, you know, we've, we've got uh, – Dotson's done a great job and Fryermuth's a very good player. But besides that, not really that many weapons. And uh, the defense has just been really struggling. I'm not sure if that's Parsons' effect or it's losing guys like Gross Matos last year in the draft. I'm not sure what it is. But the defense – I mean, Maryland's not a good offensive team and they were gashing us up. So, it's uh, it's it's scary. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's going to get any better from here. Noted – or not noted in – Northwestern smacked around Maryland a couple weeks ago – crushed them like 43 to three so yeah like you said Maryland is not that good of a team uh obviously you alluded to a journey brown shout out to journey brown uh it always stinks you know for people who don't know he had to medically retire from football due to a heart condition it always stinks when a guy guy like that who is electrifying uh has to retire early from the game due to stuff really outside of his control but you know hopefully he gets into coaching or something like that and he doesn't completely walk away but uh, moving on, because we talked enough about how bad Penn State is this year, University of Miami, is the U back? I don't think so, but they're cracking the top 10. Um, obviously, they had a big win against, I believe it was NC State. I should know this, but I don't. It's like 44 to 41 was the final score. I remember that. Um, but obviously, De'Ara King has really carried this Hurricanes offense pretty much the entire season. I'm really impressed from what I've seen. With De'Ara King so far in the season, he's looked like one wrecking crew. Yes, it was NC State. Um, and King had four, 430 yards, four touchdowns. 
this guy's just a one-man offense. But uh, what did you see from this Miami game? Did you take away any key stats or anything? I didn't really watch any of it, to be honest with you, so I'm probably not well-equipped to talk about Miami. I will say that being a Miami Heat fan, I follow a lot of Miami sports outlets, and they're very pleased with how those teams played. I wouldn't say they're all the way back yet. I mean, I think you want to see them get to a playoff before we kind of declare them all the way back as a program. But uh, they've, they're definitely trending in the right direction. I'd, I'd much rather be them than where we're at with Penn State right now. But uh, their schedule's fairly easy. I'm just looking through it. They should have, you know, the next four weeks should be wins for them. And um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens at the end of the season with them because uh, I think they're a team that really draws, like, a lot of attention nationally. Like, you put the U on the big game in ABC primetime. That's just, like, a school that everybody wants to watch and uh, hasn't really seen them in that slot in the recent years. So, uh, them returning as a powerhouse-type program would be uh, would be big for the sport. Yeah, definitely. Um, can't necessarily argue with you there. I didn't necessarily watch this game either. Uh, took me a while to figure, to remember who actually uh, won this game and who they played. So, obviously, it's been a rough week for all of us, um, even here on the podcast. But, um, you know, yeah, Miami's Miami. We're going to see if they can hold on to that top 10 spot. I think they will. I think they could finish the season pretty strong. You already pretty much said it. Um, but I don't, I don't necessarily, like you said, believe that Miami could crack the top four. But, you know, we're going to see. And hopefully uh, they can figure it out. But uh, moving on, we're going to talk about the University of Florida upsetting Georgia. Uh, obviously a big one, 44 to 28. Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts really connected in this game. Georgia's defense, I think, finally broke um, after they've been for so long. But, you know, we'll see how Florida holds up. I think that they're not going to be able to necessarily crack the playoff. Do you think this is a, a playoff team? No, I mean, I, I told last week on the podcast, I said I thought Florida was going to beat Georgia, and that was really just because I didn't trust Stetson Bennett. And uh, I don't really trust Georgia as a program as a whole really anymore. Um and I think that was more of a product of Florida playing a really good game and Georgia kind of showing their true colors, uh, if you will. I don't really see Florida as a top four type team. I take Notre Dame a lot more seriously than both Miami and Florida. You know, these two teams that we're talking about kind of in that same light. Um, but it was a good win for them. And, uh, you know, they're doing all that they can to, you know, make themselves in or put themselves in that conversation right now. It'll just be interesting to see if they can keep it up. Uh, really, it's going I mean, we're going to even see which teams can even play their full schedule. So, I mean, I'm not buying into many teams this year because it, anything could happen. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting finish to the 2020 college football season. But, uh, all right, so that wraps up pretty much. The COVID shutdowns. So not many good games on this week's. really only going to be covering like one big game that I saw from this slate was uh, 13 Wisconsin against Michigan. Michigan has been pretty bad this year, but maybe they're hungry for an upset. Wisconsin hasn't played in a couple of weeks because of their own COVID outbreak. Uh, I'm personally going to take Wisconsin because I think they're going to be fresh. They're going to be uh, hyped up and they want to crack into the top 10. So I wouldn't be surprised if Wisconsin comes out and hits Michigan like straight in the mouth off the bat. So I'm, I think the Badgers are going to win this one. What are you seeing from this game? Me neither. I mean, I think the Badgers can win too very easily. I mean, Michigan lost to Michigan State and IU, I believe. Uh, granted, Indiana is putting together an amazing start to their season, but 
that's I just never trust Jim Harbaugh. Very similar to not trusting Georgia as a program. I just don't trust him in big games. And this would be a must-win game for them to kind of get them back even to respectability at this point. And um, I just I just don't see it with them. I think Wisconsin's done a really good job this year, and it's a proud program, and they've ran the ball really well. And um, you know, I, I I just I don't see Michigan having an answer for them. I just don't think they've been very good at all. No, not at all. I mean, Michigan has looked like absolute garbage, and I think the writing on the walls is on the wall for Jim Harbaugh. I don't think he's going to be able to – if he's going to come back, I don't expect him to stay there much longer. But, you know, like we said, we're going to find out. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept him around for another year. But I think, like you said, Wisconsin's running the ball really well. I think their offense is going to be rolling, and they're going to be super fresh. And we saw this in the NFL with the Tennessee Titans where they took off like a couple of weeks of practice, and then – they just exploded and annihilated the Buffalo Bills who were rolling at that point. So, yeah, I think Wisconsin's going to win this one. But we're going to move on to the NFL and take look at some of the takeaways from this week's action, this past weekend's action, I should say. Uh, first of all, I suck at picks. No, I don't know why. I suck at I made, picks too. So, <laughs> I suck at picks, but you didn't make any picks last week, so you had your ass covered. So, I I was terrible uh, last week, but hey, we're going to bounce back. I think I was like one and two. Something like that, maybe 0-3, uh, who knows. But, hey, early in the career, early in the career, we can get our we can get our record back on track. Um, so tune in for the end of the show. We're going to be giving our gentlemen's bets, so keep an eye on those. But uh, one thing that really stuck out to me was in Atlanta, Todd Gurley, to me, is making a pretty solid comeback. I mean, even just, like, as – let me reorganize my thoughts a little bit. As much as Atlanta has choked in this season, Todd Gurley has been a very productive player. He's second in the league in touchdowns. He's top five in rushing yards. He's top three in rushing attempts. So he's getting the ball, and he's actually making use of these carries and this second chance to reestablish his career. So I think Todd Gurley's balling. I don't think he's getting to the MVP level, but – um. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how Atlanta finishes this season. They're three and six now, so they're improving. But this season's pretty much over for them. Uh, do you like what you're seeing from Todd Gurley? Because I am. I mean, yeah, but also no running back should ever be in an MVP consideration, in my opinion. I, I just don't. I think it's such an invaluable. Whoa, whoa, Derrick I mean, Henry didn't. There's so Henry last year. Dude. If you put Saquon or if you put any of those guys or those elite guys behind that rush that that line last year, I think they they do pretty similar. I, I think it's very okay. Okay, so this is a separate discussion. Derrick Henry did not belong. Derrick Henry did not belong. You're saying Derrick Henry did not belong in the MVP conversation last year? No, I think I Ryan Tannehill had more of a case. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, yeah, I think that's, that's I think that's, that's completely just my stance in football. I think that's completely wrong when you have Derrick Henry <laughs> spinning around Earl Thomas and t- Ryan Tannehill really didn't help out Tennessee last year. But uh, yes, he hey, did. Stop. He was like the best ranked quarterback for the last six weeks of the season. The last six weeks because people were like, "Oh, we that's forgot about hot. this guy." Derrick Henry but, wouldn't even been in the top twenty if they didn't have the last six weeks. Yo, oh my god, his yo. Oh my! Okay, this is gonna this is gonna be a whole separate show, but we're just gonna move on. That's gonna be a whole separate. Yeah, I, I, I will say this: um, I see the next like three points on our rundown. I just kind of want to lump them into one. Uh, the one thing is the NFC South. That's what I do want to talk about. I think that division is probably the most intriguing division in the in the league right now. Just with and I don't, it's like 
for the next, like, not even just this year, but the next, like, five years, what could happen there. So you got the two teams in the top of it right now, Breeze and Brady, these two aging quarterbacks. Uh, the Saints completely annihilated the Bucks last Sunday. I thought that was going to be a tremendous game. It wasn't. Um, and the Saints still kind of look like they're returning to that form where, you know, they could get to an NFC championship game this year, but they'll probably find a way to choke it in the playoffs like they usually do. Then you've got Tampa Bay, who's got this awesome defense coming in, and, you know, they bring in Antonio Brown, and they've got all these weapons healthy again. And then they can't even really get into New Orleans territory all game. And then you've got Atlanta, who, I mean, if they could just get out of their own way with the fourth quarter blown, this is probably like a five and four team right now, or a six and three type team, just with the amount of talent that they have. And then you've got Carolina, who took the Chiefs down to the wire, and it's playing their asses off for Matt Rule. And I think they're really well positioned to be. I don't want to say, uh, you know, a top team in that division next year, but it's in the next couple of years, that program's going to keep building. And, you know, if they can get a legitimate quarterback in there, I think Bridgewater's pretty good, but if they can get a legitimate quarterback in there, watch out for them in the future too. I think it's a very intriguing division. You'll probably give away your takeaways from that Saints-Bucks game. Mine was that the Bucks were not the NFC Championship favorite anymore. Coming into that game, they probably were for me. Um, that's all I really got out of it. I don't really think the Saints cemented themselves like this big-time favorite because of it, but um, just curious on your thoughts about that. I think Michael Thomas was a very underrated absence that people kind of took for granted, and then he came back. Like People were dismissing it a lot, and people were saying, oh, Drew Brees should be better than this even without Michael Thomas. He still has Alvin Kamara, all this stuff. But when Michael Thomas was on that field, he was just – a different dude. Drew Brees looks so much more confident, more relaxed in the pocket. But Tampa Bay still got Tom Brady. Like, I know better than to bet against Tom Brady. I still just when the Eagles were in the Super Bowl, I had an uncle waiting outside because the Eagles got a first down when he went outside. And then my dad was in the bathroom and then they got a first down or a touchdown or something. And then we had my me and my family had my dad stay in the bathroom because no matter what happens, Tom Brady will likely find a way and you need every inch of luck and superstition that you can possibly get when you're facing him. You do. And I think I mean, all you, all you need is Eli Manning. <laughs> okay. Okay. You could also have Michael Strahan, Justin Tuck. You can go for all of our listeners, just go back to our first episode together where I just dismantled the Eli Manning hall of fame argument, but whatever, whatever, you know, it just got Mario over Manningham that. throw in, uh, in the it was a great goals. play. It was Top a great play. I admit it on the podcast. He has made great plays. That is not argue. My about the championship game against the Niners and the, in the one degree weather in Lambeau field. Okay. He also went to Lambeau and got, Smash! Uh, what was it? He got that was smashed. Game, in like, dude, he played great in that game. That was Odell and Shepard dropping touchdowns left and right. You didn't watch? Didn't you watch that? No, he did. No, no, he did not. No, Shepard and Beckham no. both dropped touchdowns in that game. Eli Manning played well. All right, I'm about to look this up because I think that is cap. Watch, because watch that, that watch that game back. Watch that game back. I'm, I'm not watching you, the watch, game the back. Thing. That's the last time the Giants were in the playoffs. You don't think I watched that game? I'm not saying you didn't watch the game. I'm saying your memory may be a little hazy because I'm. That was the game where um. That was the game where the receivers were coming off of the the trip to Miami, and then, uh, everyone Curse. was eyeing up uh what's his name, everyone was waiting on Odell because they had no idea that he was gonna be uh, that good. Where is? Yeah, hold on. Look how many drops they had in that game. Hold on. 
Wait, that's Daniel Jones. That's not what I'm looking for. God, where is this game? I think it was this one. Offense. It was 2017 yeah. playoffs, the wild card round. Okay, 2017. I was waiting for the year. Because that was – I distinctly remember waiting on that game and, like, thinking to myself, how in the hell did um, Antonio Brown – or not Antonio Brown. How is Odell going to react now that everyone's going to be waiting on him? The Green Bay Packers beat the Giants 38 – or yeah, 38 to 13. There is no way – where is the box score? Beck, the Beckham had four receptions for 28 yards in that game. Receptions yes. for 28 yards. Yes. Every number one receiver. Yes. He was that terrible. Was te- yes. That's my point. That, that's not Eli. Eli played well in that game. I'm telling oh you, my Eli God. put them in position Oh, my to win God. It. How many? 14-13, and then they gave up some BS Hail Mary play. The defense gives up a touchdown. Eli throws a touchdown to Beckham that he drops. Then another one in the back of the end zone that Shepard drops. Bro, I don't watch it. Watch it. Don't I don't have to watch it. I don't have to because the team was trash. Will Ty was yes, your leading we receiver. Will Ty was your leading receiver. Yes. That's my point. You, but that, that's my but okay. Eli Manning has made great plays. He's made great but, plays. There's like, no Eli denying was like that. 36 in that game. <laughs> it's, like, it's not like this is the Eli Manning we're talking about here. If you take two of those Super Bowls out, he missed the playoffs like seven of the last nine seasons of his career. Because the teams were trash. You're coming off of a Super Bowl win, multiple Super Bowl wins. The, I will look it at wasn't Jared like, he didn't age that. 20 years between no the. Wins, but... All right, that's a whole separate another podcast. But anyway. I don't even think we should do picks for this weekend anymore. We should just do this, just do picks another day. <laughs> Honestly, probably, but we have to give picks. We should give some of our advice to actually. Do you want to go through it. all the games, or you want to just do? Three I mean, some of, the, some of the, I mean, some of these we could do just quick because they look like absolute garbage. I think we're going to disagree on the uh, the Giants Eagles game this upcoming weekend. That's for sure. Yeah, I, li- I like the Giants. Um, well, obviously, we're both going to like. No, the, no the, it's not obviously. I talk, I talk shit about the Giants all the time. I say they're terrible. No, no, I hey. feeling. I actually think they're going to win this game. All right, hold on. Let's just go through some of the easier picks. Chargers, Dolphins. I have the Dolphins winning that one. Are you on the same yep. page with that? Okay. Yeah. Just go through uh, the games, and I'll, if I'm different, we'll I'll, I'll interject. Okay, so we're already going to disagree on Eagles Giants. We'll we'll save that one for last. Texans Browns. I got Cleveland. Browns. Yep. Okay. Washington Detroit. I have Detroit in this one. Detroit, correct. Washington okay. stinks. Yeah, pretty much. Jacksonville versus Green Bay. Green Bay's got this one locked up. Will Lutton, baby. What's his name? Jake Lutton. Oh my Lutton. god. I, I have no idea. Here's his. He makes some nice plays. I knew Gardner Minshew was in Jacksonville, and then I didn't realize that Gardner Minshew was injured for this game. Uh, I don't even know who's his, who's his quarterback name. Yeah, Jake Lutton. What, Jake what Lutton. a stud. He actually made some nice plays. So he came, the first throw is to DJ Chark for like 70 yards. <laughs> I, then I, he had that I'm, spin move. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm going to win. I'm just joking. I'm no, no, no. I know because like we, we literally saw this with Gardner Minshew. So now it's – is Lutton going to take over as like the next big guy we're going to see? But uh, hopefully, yeah. that way they don't take uh, Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. That kid, that kid from BYU looks good, quarterback. He, Zach Wilson does look very good. Um, BYU is just smashing opponents. But back to the NFL: Tampa Bay versus Carolina. I got Tampa Bay in this one. Yeah, they'll bounce back. But I think Carolina's going to give them a fight. Carolina's pesky. They play well. 
They play well, but McCaffrey's injured again in this one. He has another shoulder injury. It doesn't matter. They're the same team with Mike Davis. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, wait, 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 hold on. No, 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 wait, I'm not letting you get away with that. This team is very different when they have Christian McCaffrey on the field. It's a little better, but it's not that much better. A little. This man was the entire offense last year. And do you think, Okay, so do you think the Giants would be so much better if they'd take on Barkley right now? See, now that's a we different argument. We might have argument. one more win. That's a different argument. One more win, two more wins at max. It's not. It's the same thing. I don't know. It isn't. Because Christian – no, the Carolina has a better line than the Giants because the Giants have about as worse of a line as you could possibly have. It's actually improving now. Did you see that they were ranked like 10th last week against the Redskins or football? Oh, team? yeah, they Sorry. actually have been like decent. and then... They're gelling a little bit. That's why I think they have a chance against Philly because they're not completely getting blown off the ball. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about that game at the end because it's going to get pretty heated. I already know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Carolina – I agree with you that Carolina could make a run in a couple of years next year, a couple seasons. Totally agree with you on that. I think Bridgewater is a great bridge quarterback if they do decide to um, switch up at two or three years down the road, if they decide to switch up uh, quarterbacks and bring someone new and a superstar quarterback, obviously. I think he's good to keep the offense afloat, especially when you don't know how much longer Tom Brady or Drew Brees are going to be playing. But I think right now Tampa Bay is going to bounce back Antonio Brown, that was his first week of practice with Tampa Bay. I'm not expecting him to hit the timing routes and immediately be on the same page uh, as Tom Brady off the start. I think that was a little ridiculous. And uh, But, yeah, I think Tampa Bay bounces back, and Carolina's, Carolina's a good team, but Tampa Bay is just much better right now in the short term. Um, all right, Denver versus uh, Las Vegas. I have Raiders. Vegas, yeah. Okay. Uh, Chargers versus Dolphins. We did that one already with Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, but just to, because I'm going in actual chronological order now. Dolphins. Ah, okay. Um, Buffalo versus Arizona. I have Buffalo. Me too. Yeah, me too. Oh, okay. I figured you were going to. I'm, be a I'm big so fan. I'm a little bit more sold on them now because of the way that they beat Seattle. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Seattle versus uh, the Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to take the Rams in this one. Damn it. Yeah, me too. Sheesh. Uh, San Francisco at New Orleans. San Francisco is just super beat up at this point. I'm going to New Orleans. Yeah, same, same. The one reason I do have the Rams over the Seahawks, I mean, I stacked. I just I don't think the Seahawks can stop anybody. I actually stacked Robert Woods, uh, Goff, and I think one more receiver I'm blanking on in my fantasy league this week. Seattle's just Cooper so Cup? bad on defense. No, no. It was a t- uh, Higby. Higby. Uh, yeah, Seattle's just like – so atrocious on defense. That secondary, that secondary cannot get right. But um, you know, we're gonna see what magic Russell Wilson can pull off now. Uh, again, this week, um, an interesting tough game for Pittsburgh. Cincinnati coming in uh, against the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger was placed on the COVID uh, reserve list, um, but they are preparing as if he's gonna play. So, assuming that Roethlisberger plays, I think the Steelers are gonna win. But it's going to be a tough fight. Are you seeing the Steelers continuing that undefeated streak? Yeah, if Ben plays, they'll find a way to win it. But Cincinnati, very, very competitive team. I love the way they played, similar to Carolina. Obviously, Burrow's done a great job. Um, if if Mason Rudolph or Duck Hodges or any of those other guys play, I, I like Cincinnati. But uh, as long as Ben's back there, he'll find a way to win that game with that defense and uh, the way they've been able to spread the ball around. Duck Dodges comes in. He was in. so bad. 
it was comes so in and just saves the Steelers' perfect season. Quack quack, motherfuckers. Um, uh, I yeah, I'm with you. Pittsburgh, obviously, their backups are trash. So we're gonna see if they if they maybe even trade up to take a quarterback. But uh, we'll save that for our NFL draft show whenever they announce that the draft actually happens. So. That'll be my favorite show. That's like my favorite thing of the year. Unlike sports, besides like the World Series, <laughs> like the NFL oh, yeah. draft gets. And NBA free agency when there's big guys, not this free agency class, but yeah, I would agree with you. The, the this free agency does have it has some good players, but obviously last season was so hectic that like everyone was looking for movement. Uh, so many new teams, and we finally had like parity and competitiveness in the NBA for once, yeah. and like the first time in like five years, Golden State wasn't just running everyone into the ground. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I do love the NFL draft. It's had some great moments, obviously. McNabb getting booed when he went on on stage. Uh, not Philadelphia's finest hour, but hey, we used we gave him some motivation uh, to turn into a great quarterback. So obviously the Giants uh, had that memorable situation with Eli Manning where he didn't want to go to the Chargers, forced his way out, and uh, not even in. in the, he didn't even get in the building in the first place. He just, he just dipped. He was not. I'm not dealing with the Chargers. So, obviously, it's worked out for the Eagles and the Giants. Hopefully, uh, we get some good picks and maybe get some good trades. So, we're going to see. But uh, sticking with the season, Baltimore at New England. I think Baltimore wins this one. And New England is just going to start going. Not even start going, but they're just going to keep downsliding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't like what I saw at all from them having to really gut out a win against the Jets. And the only reason they won it was because the Jets jetted all of themselves. <laughs> So, yeah, the, uh, the Jets yeah. did their own thing. Adam Gase was Adam Gase. And, uh, you know, Cam Newton is I mean, Mar- Marcus May was, like, tackling without arms. And the other safety was playing, like, 20 yards further than where he should have on that last throw to get them in the field goal turret range. That was so bad. That was so it bad stuff. <laughs> it really is. Um, so, Monday night game, another pretty bad one. Minnesota at Chicago. I think I'm going to take Minnesota in this one. Yeah, me too. I don't. I'm, I'm not. The Bears. I'm just not a believer, and I think we've seen them really crash back down to earth the last couple of weeks. Uh, Minnesota's got more firepower, and I just. I think it's and Nick Nick Foles is really just not built for that. Hey, this is my weekly weather game. Forty six degree forecast projected for Chicago in this one Monday night game. Maybe Kirk Cousins just hands awful. the ball off. Could we see Kirk Cousins bring back the Sam Bradford? for long sleeves oh i would like that i would love that that would be so kirk cousins uh but um all right so we're gonna save this one for last uh giants taking on the eagles it's at metlife uh huge divisional game for both teams obviously the giants are still trying to stay in it oh wait did we pick indianapolis at tennessee no we didn't but i have tennessee yeah yeah i mean this game was this game was That's really a pick tough. For me too. I was going to save it. I have them plus one. Okay, yeah, we're going to do gentlemen's bet at the end, but just straight off pick them. I may take Indianapolis in this one because I think Indianapolis they're really balanced and they could take advantage of one mistake by Tennessee. But and I shouldn't say but, but and I'm uh, very trusting of that Indianapolis defense. DeForest Buckner's been an absolute monster. And uh, we're recording this about like half an hour, 45 minutes away from kickoff. So, you know, hopefully both of our bets end up uh, hitting. But, you know, who knows? 
You got any maybe Derrick Henry will be the MVP. Derrick Henry tonight. <laughs> he's been like very good this season. I don't know why you're yeah, hating on Derrick Henry. He has been, and the most valuable player on that offense is AJ Brown. That that's just no, nah, no, no, no. Yeah, no, no. We ain't playing those games here. We ain't AJ playing Brown's those games. He is good. I'm glad. I don't. I picked him up like last year. I think I picked him up. He didn't do well. Like he was very inconsistent. But I just look at him and DK Metcalf, and I'm like. How did these guys fall into like the second round? At least the it Patriots just... had Nikhil Harry, though. Hey, there you go. He hasn't even gotten on the field most of the time, but uh... and Debo Debo Samuel too. Debo Samuel's a good player. He yeah, he's just been injured. But no, like... I know, but I'm saying like he's like he's similar to DK and oh, yeah, 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 production. Yeah. Not as good, but you know, I think no, yeah, I'm just talking about, about like Nikhil Harry. I just really question like who's running these front offices when. I look at a receiver like DK Brown, who have been like bench pressing and bench pressing since they were like five years old. Like, it's just, how do you pass on that receiver? That just blows my mind. I don't know about you, but that just, that just blows my mind. I, uh, man, I'm not an NFL GM, but uh, if I was just watching those guys play, I'd probably say, yeah, DK, I want you on my team. Cause just the raw athletic like, ability. It was like concerns about his route tree. I was like, I don't care. Yeah, the, the cone drill, right? Didn't he have like a bad cone drill he or something? A, and a terrible. He had a terrible cone drill, and then there were concerns that he could only like go deep and like do a post route or something stupid. I was like, why is this a reason that uh, teams are passing up on him? But anyway, I think. Yeah, exactly. Always. Um, so, Philly at New York. Uh, Carson Wentz struggling. Uh, Daniel Jones pretty much carved up our defense last game, but we still got the win. Uh, thanks to Evan Ingram's bricks for hands and also yeah. Jason, Jason Garrett's horrendous play calling. So I'm counting on that. Eagles are coming in at three and a half point favorites over under set at 44. Uh, this is one of my gentlemen's bets. I'm going to take over under. I'm going to hit take the over uh, 44. I think both teams are going to come out firing on offense, especially when the Eagles are coming off of a bye. And the Giants are going to be fired up because it's still a divisional game. They know they were so close to winning that last one, that Thursday night showdown. Maybe Daniel Jones stumbles for another 80-yard run. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case because Jim Schwartz blitzes on like 99.9% of plays. So I wouldn't be surprised if they caught the defense sleeping or just make a mistake. Um, But I'm still going to – I think this is a game where – Eagles get back to 500. Okay, now we're getting the ball rolling. Now we're getting back on track. Let's surprise a couple of teams. Maybe they bring some prestige to the NFC East and saying, like, hey, this is an actual competitive team. It's not all bums. But I think uh, Eagles win this one. But what are you thinking? I just like the way the Giants have, like, played in recent weeks, as crazy as it sounds. I mean, the Philly game, if if Evan Ingram doesn't drop that ball, I think they win. Tampa game, they took him right down to the wire. If Jones hits his man on that two-point conversion a half second earlier, it's probably an overtime game. Never know what happened. They played them really tough. And then uh, they beat the football team, and they only let them back into the game because of a couple really bad mental errors. But they were pretty much dominating that game for the, for the entirety of it. They haven't been turning the ball over as much, which has been nice. I mean, they did in the Tampa game a little bit, but uh, Jones did not have a turnover against the football team. That's a good defense, so it was a, kind of encouraging. I think they just play really hard for Joe Judge. And, I, you know, coming off of McAdoo and Shermer, two coaches I absolutely hated, 
and could tell I completely lost the locker room and they had no real direction. They were not undisciplined. Uh, they just made stupid mistakes. I think Judge has cleaned a lot of that up. It's a lot more of a sound program. I feel like it's more respectable. Like, uh, you know, the Giants are still the Giants. We've still been really bad for a long time. And so I'm not like trying to be a homer or anything here, but I just feel like I'm going to watch a team that's going to fight on Sunday and they're going to be in that game. And I'm just kind of just betting that they're not going to make that giant mistake that they tend to make. And they probably will. And I'll probably be wrong. And uh, that, that'll be that. But I'm just going to try to be optimistic about it and just take them because I like the way they play. No, and I think when you're looking at a division that's pretty much this bad, especially as an Eagles fan, I thought the same thing is like, listen, I just want a team that's going to go out, play hard, give it an effort. And if they lose, then they lose. Like, the worst thing in the world is when you have a bad team and it looks like they're not putting in any effort. They're not trying. They're just they're just struggling to muster up any like reason to keep playing. And hopefully, I think hopefully this is the game where Carson Wentz gets back to MVP form. Daniel Jones can Daniel Jones keeps his hot streak rolling. I'm not rooting against Daniel Jones by any means. Well, I'm rooting against the Giants. Um, I think he's yeah, a good, I got it. Yeah, Daniel Jones is a good – I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's he's a good, capable quarterback of starting. He's just had – he's needed time to develop, and losing Saquon this year obviously really hurts. But I got to I gotta give you guys credit, obviously. you Like you said, you guys have been playing tough the last couple of weeks. Uh, that offensive line is still gelling. Uh, hopefully this will be, like, a really good competitive game. And I think when people bash on the NFC East, it's more of – it was just really bad timing – the way like each team's schedule worked out. And when you add in like COVID shortening the off season and not really getting the meetings and the walkthroughs that you normally get, uh, I think that just added on to a lot of things. And hopefully we get a really good NFC East game. Um, so let's just wrap up with some gentlemen's bet. We already um, mentioned, I think we each mentioned one. I had uh, Eagles, Eagles Giants hitting me over at 44. You talked about, I believe it was Tennessee plus one. Um, so I'm going to take the second one. I got Buffalo over Arizona. Uh, Bills are uh, underdogs in this one, plus two and a half. I think that's extremely low, uh, especially for a team that went out and beat a good Seattle team last week, putting up 44 points. I got faith that the Bills are going to run up points and get a win either way. Yeah, I like that one. And I think the Bills can win too. I didn't want to take it as one of mine just for the sake that you had already picked it. Um, my other two, I'd side Tennessee plus one. I already mentioned the Giants plus three and a half. My last one was Baltimore minus seven. Uh, like we said, didn't really like what we saw from New England. Baltimore needs to win to keep pace with Pittsburgh and make that Thanksgiving game really interesting. And they're just a way better team. And I think Lamar, you know, you're looking at a game where Lamar can maybe have a 2019 type game and get on a hot streak second half of the season. Um, I think it's just a good opportunity for Baltimore to kind of show that they're still here and we still have to take them seriously as contenders in the AFC. Yeah, my last one was, uh, I didn't mention it, but I probably should have, was uh, Packers minus 13 and a half over the Jaguars. And I think as much as we would probably love to button to to buy into the uh, Lutton, Lutton madness and uh, enjoy Jake Lutton lighting up the NFL, I think this is going to be a game where Green Bay's Lutton defense shut. Lighten up the even... NFL? I didn't know if you were going for a wordplay there or not. No, I actually was not. I was like, I was, I'm actually not. Um, I was trying to think of something, but it just didn't come to me. Uh, no, but I think Jake Ludden, I'm glad he's getting an opportunity to produce, but I don't think he's going to do it against the Green Bay defense. That's been very tough this year. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a field day and just 
absolutely light up points for either your fantasy team or the Green Bay Packers if you're a fan. So, uh, all right, well, that concludes this week's football wrap-up. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms as well as podcast services like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. Uh, your subscription and follows mean just as much as you actually playing the episode. Uh, thanks again for listening. Um, and I hope that you guys have a great rest of your day and hopefully you enjoyed this one. So. Mm-hmm.